G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There's an important development in Victoria that's got Christian groups scrambling to avert what is described as legislation that will split families, punish children and promote an ideological war. A new bill has been introduced into the Victorian Parliament called the Change and Suppression Conversion Practices Prohibition Bill 2020 and it deals with what has become commonly known as conversion therapy. Queensland and the ACT already have conversion therapy outlawed. In Queensland it primarily targets professional secular counsellors and in the ACT parents are even criminalised for trying to shape their own children's sexuality. But the bill in Victoria makes Christian churches a target, aligning the idea of Christian prayer with extreme practices like electric shock treatment, punishable with big fines and even jail time. Ed Sparius leads the organisation called Cause. It's a group that's been active in a move against gender-fluid teaching in schools and this latest development in Victoria towards outlawing the so-called conversion therapy. Ed, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Phil. Really appreciate your time. Ed, it's not just Victoria here, but Australia is facing very dark times if this bill becomes law. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Victoria likes to set the standard where some of the other states got in first. Victoria certainly is setting the standard here way beyond anything the other two states have done. Ed, you've been trying to get the word out. It's just the most serious thing that this is going through the Victorian Parliament. Are people listening when you've been raising up the the red flags and saying something very bad is happening here? Yes, they are, That's which is really good. There's a number of organisations. Ours is just one of them. Uh, ACL, obviously, another and several other organisations. Uh, and uh, this word has spread very rapidly through the churches because this really now threatens religious teaching, uh, not just uh, for Christians, but Muslims and uh, other religions that would teach that uh, uh, marriage between a man and a woman is the only type of relationship that uh, God would accept. Uh, and the state would say, no, that uh, that is against the law to uh, to promote that. Ed, you've got some credible research that proves there's a level of dishonesty to the claims on conversion therapy uh, with the evidence from a 2020 survey of ex-LGBT people. Take us into what your study has shown and what will be really relevant when it comes to this debate. Uh, Thanks, Neil. So what we really should just quickly talk about is the Latrobe study. Latrobe produced a study uh, that... uh, quoted 15 people they interviewed and they were people who were hurt by what they call conversion therapy. And so they uh, interviewed these people, they did some very uh, anecdotal little snippets and at the end of the day they concluded that uh, any counselling, any therapy, anything at all uh, only ever hurts people who come from the LGBT community uh, and that it's uh, if they were to say, oh look I've changed my life, I've decided not to live like this, it's only going to be short term. 
and so this is what the Parliament uh, in, in Queensland and the ACT have been waving. We just felt led by the Lord to maybe run a, a, a survey and find out, is this true? Are people actually always hurt? Are people always going to turn back to their old lifestyles? And um, we we put a survey online, and uh, we had over the last six months or so, uh, 70 people, and they're from around the world. We have all sorts of different nationalities, different age groups, different uh, education level. Although I've got to say the vast majority are actually tertiary educated, ex-LGBT people, so ex-gay, ex-transgenders. Uh, and they've come to our survey site and they've filled in uh, a questionnaire which gives us statistical data as to how things went with their lives. And uh, if you're interested, Neil, I can uh, certainly give you some of the details that they've given us uh, statistically. We can talk through some of those sorts of details. What I'm uh, just interested in here for a moment is that what your study has found is that had those that responded not had the assistance of conversion therapy, many LGBT people with unwanted same-sex attractions or gender dysphoria would have committed suicide. That's a significant finding. Mm, very much so. We, uh, we on the site, gave the people the ability to upload their stories. They could either have done in a video or written. 29 people chose to do that. that. And you'll find that... Um, Quite a number of them referred to the fact that, uh, you know, suicidal ideation, that wanting to kill themselves before they uh, left the LGBT lives, uh, was very high. I've got a statistic here. So, 75% of this, this is uh, from our questionnaire, 75% of the participants uh, had a 45 40% decrease um, in their their um, uh, wanting to kill themselves, so that's uh, that's from a baseline. So it's not forty percent of where they were, but uh, if they rated themselves, you know, eight out of ten, they want to kill themselves. Uh, this was only down to four out of ten after they left the lives. A lot of them would have said, you know, um, I have no want to do that anymore at all. Some did, um, but it was a massive decrease. And the reality is, having left that lifestyle, having had uh, counsellors that helped them has kept them alive and kept them healthy. If we're talking comparisons here, Ed, what you're saying is that the survey study that has been done, that's been conducted by your organisation, is a whole lot more credible than the research that the governments in Queensland, the ACT and now Victoria, seem to be relying on to pass these dreadful laws. Well, when you say research, Latrobe... Uh, said this is the first Australian um, survey on uh, on conversion therapy. Then they went and got figures from places like China, of all places, you know, a place that's known for uh, abusing human beings for all sorts of reasons. Um, while we never said we're just going to have Australian people, we opened it up to around the world. We probably, uh, about a quarter of the people were from Australia. Uh, and it showed that... Um, What's been taught or told by um, the trope was just anecdotal. They, they have all sorts of stories, but no statistics. We actually gave people the chance to rate themselves on a scale uh, so that we could then take that rating and, and give us a, a real values, not just, oh, I, I felt like this or I felt like that, but actually to say, you know, I, I, before I changed, uh, my anxiety was at a level eight. I have now changed my life. My anxiety is only at a level two. been a massive drop. Ed, when we talk about conversion therapies, uh, the thing that is coming to mind, uh, apparently in the minds of 
our legislators is things like ice baths and electroshock treatments, physical abuse, even the idea of heterosexual rapes on LGBT people to convert them back to being heterosexual. Now, there's no evidence that these things are happening at all. But now all of a sudden you've got this alignment of the Christian practice of prayer making it an extreme thing that uh, that Christians do and so therefore the church being targeted. What are your feelings around the alignment of prayer with these other practices that, that don't even exist? Well, some of those practices, some of them, the ice baths and the shock therapy, did exist in psychiatric clinics 30, 40 years ago when they considered homosexuality, for example, to be a mental illness. And uh, as doctors sometimes do, they decide to try experiments. That didn't occur in churches. It didn't occur in other organisations, but it, it looks horrendous. And it's great to sort of put that under the conversion therapy banner because people will say, oh, yes, that we, we, should, uh, we should ban. But how is that aligned with prayer? Um, the vast majority of the people that we uh, surveyed uh, had faith. None of them ever said that they suffered any conversion therapy. None of them said they suffered except for two. And they were two people who went to secular counsellors seeking help to leave their gay lifestyles. And those counsellors berated them and said, you should uh, embrace your homosexuality. That is what you are. And one woman even, uh, she had the counsellor started attacking her religious faith, telling her that God was a fairy, you know, fairy tale. And um, what on earth was she doing believing all this sort of rubbish? Yeah, that's not acceptable. But none of them said they went to a church or any religious organisation and were berated and affected and hurt, not one out of all 70. Ed, next week the Victorian Parliament is sitting again and uh, there is and has been some suggestion that the Liberal Party will support this legislation. Is there any development there that you might be aware of? Yep, that's the word we were getting earlier this week and uh, there's been a lot of pressure put on a lot of the politicians. Their inboxes have been full, their phones ringing hot. The word we have now from some of our people within the Liberal Party is that apparently uh, they've had a change of heart and uh, although it's not finally settled because they, they have a meeting of their executive on Monday morning, but it is seeming the Liberal Party is now going to oppose this. They suddenly realise that uh, this is really not the sort of values that they want to be aligned with and we would really encourage them not to, not to go down there. Uh, and then the issue then, of course, becomes the upper house. And if it all does go through the Parliament, uh, in, through the lower house next week, then it goes to the upper house, what are your thoughts on the numbers in the upper house that might see this bill become law? It's going to be difficult. Uh, the numbers really depend on some very left-leaning people um, rolling over. I, I guess what we uh, what we have discovered is our Muslim friends um, who have been living in Bolivia and not being told about what's going on. We've been talking to them. Uh, they have a great deal of sway with the Labor Party, uh, and uh, they're now uh, um, gathering their forces and saying, well, hang on a sec, we're not happy with this. Uh, if the Labor Party wants our support, they need to take us into consideration. So although it will fail through the lower house because uh, Dan Andrews has a vast majority, in the upper house it, it won't go through as easy and what we're hoping for ultimately is yep we'll get a law that bans things like ice bars and whippings and rapes and all that sort of thing which are illegal anyway but which which will not touch um, families and parents rights and individual human rights uh, to pray to to change their lives uh, and that uh, we keep uh, 
some people happy by having uh, a law that bans things that are already banned, but we stay right away from this simply because the Labor politicians will suddenly start worrying about their seats, uh, and that's the pressure that we're intending to put on. Well, it is one thing that all of those practices, as you say, are already banned, already outlawed, and so it gives us no comfort to know that the Victorian Parliament is likely to be voting on something that more purely and specifically targets the church practice of prayer. To to be able to see some of the details of your survey results, uh, people can get those when they visit the freetochange.org website. What will people get when they when they go to that website, Ed? Look, we ran a symposium last week and we had four notable speakers uh, and particularly of interest was uh, Dr. David Pickup, who's a psychologist who runs the largest social clinic in Texas. He uh, counsels people uh, in the LGBT life who want to have un- unwanted same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. Uh, he has a great piece. So if you if you go to the uh, www.freetochange.org website and click on the map of Victoria, you can see the symposium. Uh, we will put um, uh, the study that we've done uh, that was only completed yesterday. Uh, we'll put that up on the website over the next day or so and people will be able to download that and read for themselves what we found out from the 70 people uh, that we uh, had come to our site. Also, if they go there, they can also uh, click on uh, other people's stories in the menu and they can actually watch the videos or they can read the stories of the people, uh, the ex-LDPT people who came and and, uh, shared their stories with us. Well, Ed Sparrius, you've been leading this cause with your organisation called Cause, Coalition Against Unsafe Sexual Education and Uh, even going to the extent of really commissioning that credible research uh, to go up against the flimsy research that governments have been relying upon. So uh, certainly honour to you. I'll point people to that website, freetochange.org. That's freetochange.org. Ed Sparius leads the organisation called Cause. Ed, thank you so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.